Coming up, Ben Simmons back is intact, and he is on the attack as the Brooklyn Nets kick off their preseason against the Lakers. It was a 129-126 loss, but who cares? We're talking the return of Ben, Cam Thomas, and the rotation the Brooklyn Nets could implement in the season ahead. Let's get into it next. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. It is the Locked On Nets podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day. He is Doug Norrie. I'm Adam Armbrecht. We thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We're free on all those great platforms. And let you know, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infection. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And Doug! This is, this is basketball. I don't care preseason or otherwise. This is NBA action for the Brooklyn Nets, and we have a lot to dive into, first and foremost, with Ben Simmons. But this is a buzz, right, man? You're feeling the juice. Yeah. Oh, basketball's back, baby. Like, real live, actual players. Like, you know, a lot of questions around what, like, what the Nets were going to look like. A lot of questions around just, you know, who they were going to start. And... I don't know. We're finally here. We're finally back, and, the, and there's plenty to dive into after watching the beginning of this game, which I think I think we can probably take a lot here and chew on in terms of the positive, yeah. just like overall positivity. We're going to talk about Cam Thomas. Obviously, he gets inserted into this starting lineup, as we all knew was going to be the case. There's no Cameron Johnson in this as well. We'll get into the rotation and how deep um, we think that this team is going to be going here. But we'll go ahead and take a look at, first and foremost, Ben Simmons, what we believe is going to be potentially an opportunity for him to lead this team offensively, set the table offensively, and be a driving force on both ends of the floor. The health is what mattered most here for him. And we got the sample size that we never did in a Brooklyn Nets uniform tonight. And I'm not overstating that. Everything about his game looked healthy, looked fluid, including a mid-second quarter jam where you were like, oh, Oh, okay. Ben yeah. Simmons is healthy and ready to play. I mean, this was the number one thing we were out here looking for, which, and we've talked about this a ton of times over the course of the off season, right? Like what was Ben Simmons going to look like in the first preseason game? How much of the eye test was he going to pass uh, for, you know, for two guys like us that, that really just actually don't do a lot of eye test stuff, right? Like it's, you know, want to make sure we're just kind of factoring in and being really level-headed with our takes uh, just because I think that's just the better way to go with this stuff. But with Simmons, it really was one of these things like we might just know at least on a very, very macro level what the health looks like for him based on what the first couple minutes look like. Does he look fluid? Does he look aggressive? Does he look, you know, just uh, frankly, just the opposite of what he looked like last year, which was very timid, which yeah. is very stiff, right? And and all the signs out of camp and all the words out of camp was that this was not going to be the case. But re- honestly, until you see it, you just can't really believe it. And I think that we saw it here, right? Like, I think we saw the, him getting back to the version you know, this 2019, 2020 version of Ben Simmons, who's aggressive, who looks like he wants to be on the ball, who looks like he wants to attack the rim, who looks like he just wants to like be on the court, honestly. And it was really, really refreshing 
to be able to see that emphatic dunk by him in transition and you know where he hung on the rim and kind of flung his body out like these are just things that didn't happen last year at all right and he was it was it, there was so much there was such a timid nature to him we know now because he was hurt and he was in a lot of pain but he just looked like exactly the opposite kind of guy and if you're a Nets fan you have to really start getting excited about what he can show because for the first time in a Nets uniform, he actually looks like the version they thought they were trading for when they traded James Harden. Yeah, 14 minutes of game action, four or six from the field, two of four at the line. The most important note there is four. Like got to the line two times, yeah. right, on foul. So he was driving the lane, getting into the contact, and looked absolutely comfortable doing so. So he gives you 10 points to go along with his three assists. And just on the note of him looking good in the eye test, this is the silly one, and this is towards the end of his 14 minutes on the court. He comes across half court, does kind of a hop, a skip, a twist, a turn, flings the ball behind his back while jumping through the air at the top of the key. It bounces off Cam Thomas' hands, goes out of bounds. But to your point, like, but he was like smiling when he did it, and it was just like mm -hmm. th there's this lightness and fluidity to his game that if you didn't know that he had played basketball before coming to the Brooklyn Nets, you would say, I didn't know that this guy was capable of. We all knew he was, so he finally puts it together. From a basketball standpoint, we also got the sample size of what it's going to look like, right? He needs to be attacking downhill, getting into the teeth of the defense, and finding perimeter guys that can knock down shots. We also saw him with Nicholas Claxton, if we want to do the and one off of him before we get to Cam Thomas. What, what was your initial take on how this looks, understanding no Cameron Johnson in this lineup, right? It, it's not the perfect version of it, but... I at least think that we can we can set the expectation that this can be successful, that they can yeah. run an offense through Ben Simmons with that starting lineup and and still be productive on the offensive end. Yeah, look, I, I we talked about this before. The spacing when he plays with Claxton is going to be an issue. I think you probably have to grin and bear it just because you need to put them both on the court at the same time. If they're if Simmons is gonna look like this, you can't come off the bench, right? And then so you're just you're just going to be dealt with this kind of sort of like bum hand around like what the fit is going to be in terms of the basketball piece of it. I think there was like still a little, I don't think it had anything to do with health, but there, I think there was still a little bit of timidness uh, from his part where he was running like to, to these top of the key or foul line extended DHO things where he just wasn't doing much to start the game in an offensive flow or just like, you know, it was mm -hmm. sort of hot potatoing at the start. But as the game went on, you know, the thing that really made Simmons, elite when he was with um when he was with philly was that yeah he he obviously can't shoot threes and he can't really space but if you sagged off him if you he would get you on your heels and he would get downhill to the basket where he would be able to finish in traffic where he'd be able to draw fouls where he would basically just be able to take he would be able to get with speed uh for past you on the first sort of wrong step that you took defensively. He did that at least twice in this game, right? He had one where he did it to LeBron, where he where he took LeBron off the dribble and finished with a floater. He did another one where – that was Hachimura maybe – where he – um, got him going into the lane and just got to the and got to the rack. Like those are the things that we need to see from him. It's never going to solve the non-spacing completely, but last year it was like worst of all worlds. He wasn't he can't wasn't spacing and he wasn't doing that right. And right, so if he, right. if he can at least attack attack on the margins on smaller defenders or slower defenders, he's going to be able to mitigate some of the spacing issues. And again. Tonight was one of the first times where we saw him actually doing it in a Nets uniform.
And it's if you're a fan, you have to feel really, really encouraged by that because it has to happen all season long. He cannot stop doing that for the, really the length of the entire season. Yeah, this was 14 minutes in the first preseason game. Now do it for the rest of the preseason, then 82 more games in the regular season, and we'll all be satisfied. Coming up here in a second, a footnote about Nicholas Claxton and his performance tonight before we turn our attention over to one Cam Thomas, a starting opportunity and our takeaways from what we saw from him. All right, before we get to that, i tell you about our friends over at Jace Medical. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. The worst thing you can be when it comes to medical stuff is unprepared, right? There's just so many things going on in the world. You got supply chain issues. You just got, you know, sometimes getting things delivered to you on time. Sometimes just getting to a doctor's office can be really, really hard, right? Like they just don't have openings and you know, you need antibiotics. You know, you're sick. You know, what's going to be able to help you. You just want to be able to get it. This is where Jace Case and Jace Medical have figured it out, created by doctors, run by doctors. You can go online. You fill out a form. You get a prescription. You're going to get those life-saving medications right to your door. It's going to give you peace of mind. So you're not just hoping to access medication in an emergency. You're going to have it when you need it. You can get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using the code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. Look, folks, solve this for yourself. Jace is helping you do it right now, so you're not going to get stuck when you need it the most. Go to jacemedical.com. Use the code Locked On. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. So as we continue our coverage of the Brooklyn Nets' first preseason game against the L.A. Lakers and takeaways that we have for it, a reminder, go to jointsubtext.com slash LockedOnNets because that is where, especially after a game like this, you can keep the conversation going with Doug Norrie and myself. It's free, 14-day trial, and then a cup of coffee just to go ahead and talk about Spencer Dinwiddie if we don't get to him enough or the plethora of young guys that saw some court time here in the second half. Join subtext.com slash locked on nets. Now, um, the, the note real quick before we get to Cam Thomas, just on Nicholas Claxton, again, we said this all off season. We believe he's ready to take that next step. 16 minutes, 3 of 3 from the field, uh, gets to the line. It's all good. The four rebounds, great. The way that he also played, I thought, stylistically, when he had the ball in transition when Ben Simmons was off the court, because Simmons comes out about midway through that first quarter and Claxton stays out there. And then you have Dayron come in, and unfortunately he goes down with an apparent ankle injury. He also was doing similar things. He's not the same athlete. He's not going to be the same table setter as Ben Simmons. But he was driving with, with a purpose down into the paint mm -hmm. and then looking to find shooters with consistency. And I think if we're if we're talking about a philosophy for Jock Vaughn and this coaching staff, it needs to be that there's a repeatable thing that certain models of players have to do with consistency. Claxton showed that, and he also showed that ability to get down low and actually attack towards the basket again, that, that next phase of his offensive game, which I thought was impressive. Yeah, they both had to be able to do it. Actually, it was like I put out some on Twitter real quick, put out like my highs and lows from the first half. And those, mm -hmm. the the Simmons and, and Claxton sort of attacking the rim were, were two of them. With Claxton looked really comfortable. And like the LeBron and AD thing, like that's no joke. And these guys are, especially ADs, like Anthony Davis might be the best interior defender in basketball, right? So it's, yeah. it's this is not necessarily an easy case. So it's going to, I think it's going to be just to put a pin on the Simmons piece and the Claxton piece here before we get the cam. But I think it's just going to be a work in progress. I think there are going to be times where it looks frustrating and stagnant just because I just kind of don't think there's any way around it with these two guys. And I think you just saw at least enough from Simmons tonight to know that you it's at least a best foot forward case with mm -hmm. them playing together. Right. And I not sure we always would have said that with Simmons here, but I think what he showed tonight, even in a limited sample, 
makes you at least feel a little bit better about it's not going to be perfect, but it might not be a train wreck. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, that's where it, that's what it needs not to be. And, uh, but we can talk about camp, but yeah, no, I think that will be, I think that's gonna be a running thing because I think it's just going to be something that's just not always going to look great, but it's clear that that's what they probably just have to do. Yeah, and I think hopefully it's just not the 30 to 40 games that Ben Simmons said, right? Check back to me at the midway point of the season. Maybe it's closer to 20 when we get a real sense of them getting comfortable on the court together. 22 minutes, 9 of 14, 4 of 7 from deep, perfect from the line. Rebounds, assists galore, Cam Thomas. Like, we all knew he would get the starting nod here. I, oh. I'm like a flapjack because I'm flipping up and over with this guy. I can't decide if I believe in him. I think I do. I don't think the team does. But then they give him a chance here. And I'll say, I, I think that he also showed inside of the offense, and this is important when he's on the court with both Ben Simmons and Spencer Dinwiddie in this instance, he has to be able to play off ball. He has to be able to wait his opportunity and play within the offense. I thought he he took a good step forward tonight. And then it starts to cook. Obviously, you bring him out of the game. I was shocked. I was I was shocked. Yeah. I, I can't I, when Nets PR they released it. You know, thirty minutes before the game time or before tip or forty five minutes about. And when I read it, I was like, "Oh my god, it's happening!" They actually did it. I, we misread all the tea leaves. <laughs> We've misread everything. We did it. It was all wrong. Like go back and listen to it all. It was like we just guessed all wrong about what everything meant. It all meant nothing. He he's actually oh. in the rotation. He's a core part of what they're going to do. He's not going to start to start the season. That he's he started in place of Cam Johnson. He's not mm-hmm. going to start instead of Simmons, right? So like I think that's pretty clear. But the fact that he was with this group as a starter and Jock Vaughn came and said it was like a testament to how hard he'd been working. And he, because they was asked about it prior to the game, and he basically just kind of, you know, heaped some praise on him. Really, if you are, if you are of the Cam Thomas group of wanting to see this guy out here and pulling your hair out, you know, literally and figuratively around why he's not playing, this to me was clear that, like, at least to start the season, he's part of the plan. But by the way, and this is insane. You mentioned Jacques Vaughn heaping the praise. It was like, you didn't say this was net. These words were never spoken at any point the entire offseason. And in some ways, I almost, I tip my hat. I tip my hat to Jacques Vaughn and the Nets organization. Because for whatever reason, the the coyness that they chose to approach Cam Thomas with, I think it's incredible. Like, I think it was almost like, yeah, like he really really did have a lot to work on and develop. And he still does. We know that. But that over the last two years, we actually felt like he was taking the steps forward and we were just waiting, just waiting for the time when we were going to go ahead and let you know, yeah, he's going to be a part of this. You said everything correct there as far as what the role we think will be going into the season, but it's critical. The sample size tonight is always the reminder. He is a guy that can go and get you buckets and this team is going to need that from him in that role specifically. And it becomes interesting as we'll think about as we work our way through preseason what the other combinations are going to look like and how he can be productive and consistent without maybe falling into some of those traps that we know he can when he gets a little ball dominant. He really made hay in the second half when like it was not the non-starter minutes and he was yeah. just leading that the kind of I would call it like the third unit almost the second third unit at that point. So, I'll, you know, 86% true shooting, so he was absolutely on fire, but I, I, I'll throw the little asterisk around that, that it was mostly against when the game, when all the starters were gone. Okay. Now, him and Austin Reed going toe to toe, bucket for bucket, right? I was going to make a Team USA joke about that, but then I just kind of I got busy doing something else. I was like, swap, swap <laughs> camp for Austin Reeves and the US wins gold. Um, but just saying, the, uh, no, but the, I, I thought in general, you know, aside, honestly, the 26 points, 
was just kind of nice. I actually don't even think that that's surprising. We already know he can do this. Like we've he, we've yes. seen him do this in NBA games. So this is not surprising. It's not even to me encouraging. The the thing that's encouraging is the role. Like this is the thing we always wondered yes. about is what where does he stand? Where does he stand in the hierarchy here? Where does he stand in the pecking order? Is he going to get a chance? Is this going to be a thing where he's clearly here to somewhere to start and he's going to get a chance to maybe play his way to play his way into it and stay there or play his way out of it. You know, is he going to even, because I think one thing we just kind of never understood about him was why does it not seem like he gets a chance? (laughs) It wasn't even like, he. well, it was just, he just would disappear. Like he would just disappear and no one really could understand why this to me, starting with him in the starting lineup here is just as good of a sign as you could ever hope to have. Again, you could probably hear it in my voice. I was shocked shocked yeah. that he started um and it's, and, it's good no no it, it really is a great sign and and you mentioned it there just about wh- why not why not the chance that's all it yeah. was let the results speak for themselves and hopefully we're going to get that before we move over into rotation and roles here because we can just talk a little bit about the pecking order coming in off the bench guys that stayed in to close this thing out obviously and what indications that give us um i also thought remember this is preseason the, the scores are going to be all over the place but the fact that Mikhail Bridges just kind of had a quiet, you know, quiet game. It wasn't like he was looking to take over or dominate any portion of this. 15 minutes, it was a 2 of 7 shooting performance, 8 points. The Nets put up 61 points by whatever standard in preseason. Now, at that stage, they'd given up, I think, 75 in the first half. But they were able to be offensively productive even when Mikhail Bridges was not carrying the lion's share. When we get to the regular season, Mikhail needs to be giving us 25 points a night. But it was nice to see that even as they're figuring this out, you could see guys taking that baton at different times and finding a way to get some offensive success because there will be stretches when the opposition will take Mikhail away from you and you're going to need to rely on somebody else. So I mean, they, they have a lot to figure out, but I almost like that it was a quiet first preseason game from Mikhail. Yeah, I, I I don't think I mean I think the usage will be end up being high for him. I do actually think yeah. if Thomas if Cam is in the if Cam Thomas is sharing the court, the usage actually won't be as high. I mean Thomas is still a pretty high usage guy, right? Even when he's sharing the court with other guys. I think tomorrow's episode, I mean, we kind of made it a point to just probably stick with the positives here. I think there are other takeaways, and we're going to for the rest of this yeah. episode's first game back. It's you know, we're pretty excited. Simmons, Cam, all this other stuff. And I think we'll keep it mostly positive here. I will say probably on Wednesday's episode, uh, right, because this will be Tuesdays, um, I think there's plenty at the Nets did a lot differently in this game, and we're going to talk about some of that stuff. Like there was clear possible just strategic shifts that they made in this game um, that were, I mean, huge. So we'll talk about those, and and they didn't look amazing when they did it. So the um, we'll talk about that in a later episode or later on this week. But, yeah, in general, I'm not really concerned with the Bridges thing. I think Bridges – Honestly, even though the track record is pretty short in this role, he was the best player in the Nets last year. He's the best player in Team USA. Like he's just I, there's one game he could have five straight bad games, or, and yeah. this wasn't even a bad one, but he could have five quiet games, and I, my opinion, wouldn't even begin to shift on him. Yeah, I like being able to focus on other guys and not even really worry about Mikhail in that regard. Coming up here in a yeah. second, let's talk about the first guys that were off the bench. Let's give a little look at uh, Dennis Smith Jr. and some of the veterans that were out there as well. And what can we glean around where the rotation hierarchy stands for Brooklyn? Okay, so the uh, Brooklyn Nets 129-126 loss in the preseason opener. Score doesn't matter, but 
the one thing that we can take away here is Dayron Sharp and Dorian Finney-Smith were the first guys to come in. They staggered the, the off-the-bench rotation. Uh, unfortunately, Dayron goes down. We'll update that as it becomes more available around his ankle injury. And then it was Lonnie Walker, Royce O'Neal, and Dennis Smith Jr. There are veterans mixed in there. Little footnote here. Did you know that uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is actually the oldest player on the team? He's older than Royce. By, they go in months. April, May, June is like the hierarchy of those guys. He is the oldest player. But you yeah, end up with I the veterans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. yeah God, sorry. No, no, no. You end up with those veterans. That was a rhetorical question, Doug. I knew you knew. Gotcha. Um, you end up with these veterans on the court, which I, I think we knew was going to be the case. Well, we also get our first sample size of not only Dennis Smith Jr., but Lonnie Walker actually makes an earlier appearance than, than maybe we were thinking or anticipating. We kind of acknowledged that we maybe overlooked him a little bit with everything going on this offseason. What did you like initially from, from those guys coming in? And did that first five make sense to you as far as who you wanted to see? I think after the surprise from Cam Thomas, um, in just in terms of the starting, I I really actually wasn't that surprised at anything else that happened here. Oh, I thought um, you were going to say you couldn't even you couldn't even account for anything else after that. Once Cam no, Thomas no, no, took no. the board, it was all no, up. yeah, I I I did. I got well. Just to go back to him one more time, I got like legit yeah. excited when I saw that because that really was more than this would be a final thing on him for now. But that really more was more than just a start for him. That this was yeah. a a like a planting the flag that you're part of this going you're part of what we're yes. doing here like that yes. was like i think that there was more it wasn't just you know just some hey let's see what happens this was you're part of this this is definitive you're gonna have to be probably pretty bad to like get your way out of it like, i thought that was it was more than just you know just calling your name out to start the game the rest of it mm-hmm. after them after him i wasn't really surprised by what happened here we you know you know dfs and royce are gonna come in pretty early if they're not starting veterans they're gonna have to get playing time this year even if just for nothing else to boost the trade value right like so i think like that's gonna be expected they'll they're gonna make spot starts when there's injuries i think those guys are you know just sort of you know, Swiss Army knife, especially Royce, Swiss Army knife enough to play. You know, we had predicted Darius Baisley would start, so that was obviously wrong. But he was part of that next sort of next group that came in. Um, yeah, yeah so I'm not really that comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not that surprised overall that the that this was the group of guys. Um, you know, short of just you know breaking down what each of them did in the game, I, I really actually wasn't that surprised with any of that stuff either. So, not to just bury this and just say, oh, you know, no, we learned nothing, but I, I do think that the Nets, after the big questions of like, hey, Simmons going to start? Okay, great. Is what's going to happen with Cam Thomas? After those guys are answered, the rest of this doesn't really break down in any sort of surprising way. Now, I could see a situation as they go on where this changes some, right? Mm-hmm. right? Because I think that like, I don't think anyone's job is necessarily safe here outside of like Bridges and cam johnson and claxton and maybe simmons at this point um i'm not sure there's like safety in all these guys but at least to start you know if gun to my head this is probably what i would have said was going to be around what the rotations were going to be you know once we knew cam was starting yeah we we know jock vaughn the brooklyn nets they're loyal to the veterans when you mentioned royce and you mentioned dfs um dennis smith jr i mean listen one of the things we'll talk about we're going to save it for the next episode um, we want him to be the anchor of that second unit def- defense. We want to bring that tenacity. This team struggled in a key area when we talk about perimeter def- defense in this game, but we'll save that. The other note that talking about these guys, I, I think just from a hierarchy, while it can change, um, Dennis Smith Jr., Baisley, Royce O'Neal, Lonnie Walker, and DFS played in a five-man unit for a stretch. 
You also had Ben Simmons, Cam, Royce O'Neal, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Harry Giles get in there for the mix. Now, mm-hmm. when you get to the back end of this fourth quarter, I think one of the things you also look at is that Lonnie Walker is still out there. Now, there's just a numbers game. Somebody has to be out there and playing. But as was Baisley, we didn't see Trendon Watford until the back end of this. And we also got some Jalen Wilson, some Noah Clowney. So you do get a, a little bit of a pecking order here. But to your point about it being fluid, I, I do I do think with the young guys, not not Noah Clowney and Jalen Wilson, I'm very interested to keep watching him. But a guy like Trendon Watford, when you see him in that closeout, it's all a bunch of, you know, the back end of the roster guys. I think they're trying to find ways, again, just like I said at the top with Ben Simmons and Nicholas Claxton and, and being able to share that same role when one is off the court or the other. They want to find repeatable processes here. Harry Giles, whether he's going to have a role or not, I see why they have him because he's a bigger body. He's not super athletic, but he can play a little physical, can be down by the basket. They need to be able to duplicate these things. Baisley, athleticism, play in space, be able to maybe create your own shot for yourself. I don't know who's going to come out you know, when all the dust settles, but I think they're trying to put those guys behind Royce, behind Dorian Finney-Smith and say, you can eat away at them and at some point maybe overtake them if the production dictates it. Yeah, actually, I should have said too, to along those same lines of what you just said, <clears throat> excuse me, I think a little, some of this did get messed up when Dayron got hurt. Like, I think those Giles, those Giles, <clears throat> excuse me, because I'm going to soak my throat, I'm choked up about the sharp injury. The, when, uh, when, he gets hurt, when guys get hurt, Doug, he hates to see it. Yeah, because like Giles was kind of the, oh no, no, so they brought Claxton back in, but then they, uh, but then they played Harry Giles after that. Like, I do think that was probably supposed to be all Sharps minutes. Yeah. And they just, they had, they were like, hey, we need a big here because we're going to play some drop coverage, which they did a lot, which we'll talk about uh, on another show. But the, I, so I do think like that actually screwed up things up a little bit, like where I'm not sure what came out of it. I think, I think we probably saw more Harry Giles than was the plan. But, and I think yes. that was like directly a one to one. Uh, thing was sharp and then they went with like some lineups they went with one where i mean basically dfs was the five it was like dennis Smith jr lonnie uh Which basically dfs and royce and yeah so i think that like there's they the, the guys that they have have some fluidity and being able to mix and match it, you know i think offense will always be a problem all these guys you mentioned watford he's fascinating because I mean, he basically played point guard when he was out there and he and that wasn't just like a mistake either. It was there was at least three times where he just brought the ball up. I will two were off misses. So maybe it was like he was just the closest guy, but they really ran like real offense through him to to the point where it seemed like that was the plan more than anything else. So he's kind of fascinating because I think among all the other guys that stood out here, he stood out actually just because he played something different than I thought he was going to play. Like, I don't think any yes. of the other guys like Darius Baisley. I, I was like, okay, that's, that makes sense to me. Um, and it really, everybody else made sense. But Waffer, I was like, Oh, this is interesting. Like they're running sort of like top of the key action for him. And I don't know. I like, maybe that's, that's, that's really real. If that's sticky, then we're talking about a totally different dude. So that's something to keep an eye out for, but he's so, he was so far back in the rotation. It's kind of hard to know what the plan is here. And it is funny because this is where and we'll close out after this and remind everybody, uh, YouTube, we're going to give you like a tight, a tight five at the back end of this one on, on a on a across the coast game. But we do want to acknowledge everybody that came in for our first live heading into the regular season. I give myself the pat on the back for saying I wanted the Nets to get him in the offseason. They finally get him. I think I'm excited. I think he can have a role. But then when he gets on the court tonight, it was impressive, but it's not what I thought it was going to be, and, you know, in a good way. So I can't take like full credit because I was not thinking. Trendon Watford point forward for the Brooklyn Nets, but 
this this is and, and you know take the minutes for what they're worth but this is what it was supposed to be about right this offseason this preseason all of these young guys let's see what they can be that's that that's the point of bringing in so many young players to see how they can develop so as we get these next two preseason games that'll be the talking point who gets a, a little bit of a larger role oh, let's go ahead I want to say one more thing about Watchfire. We're, Adam and I are in a group chat with a bunch of just like really hardcore Nets, Nets fans. I'm not going to shout them out all, every name here because I'll miss somebody. I think, but they they saw they just posted in the chat that they're watching, and and I and I I can't get this to scroll back enough. But someone in the chat, oh shoot, I just wanted to give the name. I can't find it. Someone compared him to like how Kyle Anderson is used, and I was hmm. like, oh, that's and I thought that was a really good comp. And by the next show, I'll I'll make sure I get who it was correctly. Um, but the and I was like, oh, that's interesting because that little slow-mo action where he doesn't really, it's not an eye test thing with him, but then you watch it. You always kind of wonder how it's working, but it keeps working. But he's just kind of a big guy who can facilitate offense, who can worm his way into the lane. I thought that was a really apt comparison. So I'll get the, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll make sure I get the name next time. But um, yeah, so if you start, next time you watch Trent Wofford, think of Kyle Anderson. And I think that comp was pretty astute and so anyway it's just something to think about for next time but you know we have tons of stuff we have tons of stuff to talk about because we have a whole episode here of sort of like not so great stuff from this from this one and shout out to uh billy reinhardt who posted up in that group conversation uh watching us and everybody hopefully is so um that listen that's it for me man it's a great preseason game the loss doesn't matter good sample sizes great returns on cam thomas being a part of this unit great returns on the health of ben simmons now it's just about building off of that right let's see what happens next Let's see how we'll get into the, the areas that they need to focus on and improve on. But all I wanted was basketball and healthy players out there. Unfortunately, with Dayron Sharp, at least one negative. But otherwise, this is what you wanted to see from a first preseason game against the Lakers. Yeah, okay. And Billy Reinhardt just uh, just uh, put in there that it was uh, Brooklyn Nets 85. So BKN 85, who if you're on Twitter, is just uh, just one of the most active. Billy Reinhardt, Reinhardt does people. double duty. He's also beat reporter for Locked On Nets when we need him. We, <laughs> you know, we call him favors. <laughs> so there you go. So I got the I got the I got the thing. So BKN eighty five uh, was who threw it out there. All right, we are going to get out of here. We're going to hang out here for like five ten minutes in YouTube just because first night the first night action. Um, so if you are listening on the podcast feed, that is your bad because you are not on YouTube and there's just extra stuff that happens on YouTube. So you know, listen on the podcast. We need the numbers to always climb up. What you're going to need to do, listen, download for sure. And then go over and listen on YouTube. Just do them both. That's just the number one way to help the podcast. Both are totally free. Subscribe to wherever you listen on podcasts. Subscribe wherever you listen on YouTube. Or we are back. We are there. we are back, and we are getting our friends back. The Wolf Pack is back. That's a hangover. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> with all of them, the all-time great poets, are back again tomorrow and right away here on YouTube with more Brooklyn Lance basketball. <laughs>